Welcome to another edition of the Tom Green Podcast. It's been a little while and sports have returned. There have been some COVID cases throughout the MLB, but here we are still running the Tom Green Podcast and COVID negative as I've still been pretty isolated as I tell people with the radio station. I had to enter the bubble 10 weeks before everybody else did, so I, I'm, I'm staying safe, believe me. So in this episode, this one's a very special episode. I brought in the leader of the group Support Women in Sports. I, I'll say um, I'm large, but she's in charge. As, as people say that I am not a small individual, and I attest to that. I'm large, but she's in charge. It's Sid Large. Welcome to the show, Sid. Thanks, Tom, for having me. Oh, definitely. So, let's get right into it. You are are the head of the Support Women in Sports Twitter, at Support W Sports. Uh, what, what was your inspiration for starting this Twitter and movement? Yeah, so there's kind of like a little bit of backstory to it. Sure. Um, I've gotten pretty into Photoshop and graphic design within the past year, and one day I was just kind of bored and playing around with Photoshop, and I came up with the design, and I was like, okay, like this is pretty cool. Like I have a decent following on Twitter, like, maybe someone would like want to purchase this as a sticker and it blew up in a way that I did not expect at all. And from there, it just kind of grew more and more and more, um, sold out of my third restock. So going into a fourth restock, which is really exciting. Um, but it's just been great to like be able to provide a platform to bring like women in the sports industry together really something that all started out as a sticker um after like my second restock i was like okay like i really need to like build this bigger um and that's where the twitter account came in hopefully some more exciting things coming soon with that but it's been it's been fantastic to see all the positivity that's come from it oh definitely it's it's crazy how something just bo- uh, just takes off and it's it's the things that you least expect to go viral that end up going viral. And, and like in a way for myself, this podcast actually got me my job in news radio. And I never would have expected that. And my hope is that it gets me back into the sports department. But just an idea and a design gets you um, almost seemingly Twitter stardom, that is. Now, that's that might be a little pushing it a bit. But um, from one sticker design to three restocks of a product that really has inspired a lot of people. So what are some of the stories that you've heard from uh, the, the organism, uh, you know, the start of this? Cause I remember you had a tweet saying, share, share, share some of your stories. Yeah. I think it's just been really great to see um, like women across the industry. I'm mostly in marketing and communications and that's kind of been my, my niche for the past few years. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool to have women and in, in coaching and recruiting, scouting, et cetera, reporting, all of those areas really reach out and buy into the movement as well. Um, it's been it's allowed me to connect with a lot more people outside of like social media marketing and communications. Yes, and boy is social media quite a tool when it's used the right way, that is. So what are some of the goals of this um organization slash movement now that it's now that it's now that you're in your fourth restock about to be in the stickers so what's what are some of the goals of this 
yeah, I guess right now I really just want to provide like a positive and safe space for women in sports and supporters of women in sports. I think everything that recently came out about the Washington football team and just other stories that have come out in the past um, have kind of made it hard for women to work in sports sometimes. So I just really want to show like all the positive things like women are doing and that like women belong in the industry too. Yes, and that was unfortunate to hear about the Washington football team stories. And I had reached out to a bunch of the colleagues, uh, women that I have met, and say, you know, I I do support you. You know, I'm an ally. I've I've met all these women in sports. Let's see, it's just about 70 now, I think, since 2013. I've met, and I tried to tell each one of them, hey, I'm an ally. I I know I'm I'm a man, and I hope to. To get to the platform that you are at, but remember that I'm an ally too. I'm a supporter of yours. So, very good about the goals of the organization. How about a few of the women that have inspired you in the sports industry? Oh gosh, that's a great question. Um, I guess like the main ones that come to mind are my previous bosses, supervisors at Gopher Sports when I was working within their athletic department. Um, Michelle Boss and Aaron Gooden are great. Love just like everything that they do and everything that they stood for. And they were running our social media department as, as just two women. So that was great to see another one that comes to mind. I work in events for Super Bowl experience and I've been doing that for the past three years. And, and my boss there is a, a woman too, and, and she's awesome and amazing and just does so much like great work. Um, so like those are definitely like three in the industry that have inspired me. And I've met so many others um, in the industry as well. And just like a lot of people that I've worked with um, over the years, and they've they're all been fantastic to work with and work for. Definitely. Um, a few of, of course, I've met quite a few. A few that have inspired me the most. First, um, first I got to go with Jenny Taft, who has been on my profile picture for quite a few years. She's known me since 2013, and she's kind of seen how I've evolved in the sports and media industry and she's always been an ally um so in fact if ever if ever you've watched ned's declassified school survival guide from many many years ago one of yeah. one of my favorite she she's almost like a jennifer mosley if <laughs> if that makes sense the friend the friend that's always there <laughs> if gotcha if that makes sense another one that i've met over the past couple of years is kelly kroll she used to work for the Chicago Cubs with the, um, I still call it CSN, but um, NBCSN Chicago. She got a new job with the Atlanta Braves for Fox Sports South. She's been a good, great inspiration of mine, definitely given me a few pointers in the industry. And um, if uh, three, we'll go with uh, Detroit Lions, uh, Tori Petri. Uh, she, she's been working there for six, seven years now, and I've gotten to know her the past three or four years, and we've definitely shared some pointers about one another and we've definitely helped one another along in the industry so jenny taft kelly kroll and tori petri are definitely my top three in the business so they've definitely been around a lot so tapping into gopher sports and the super bowl experience tell us a little bit about a little bit more about your previous job experiences because you've been in you've been in quite a few in the field as i've read previously yeah, so I was definitely the college student who tried anything and everything when it came to jobs. I graduated from the University of Minnesota in May with a degree in sport management. 
So I was really thankful to be in a program that really prioritized work and getting industry experience. Um, I've done a lot of stuff from youth clinics at the Minnesota Timberwolves to sales at Minnesota United, event facility management at the tennis center on campus, but really the the two positions throughout my college career that really stayed steady was um, working with social media at Gopher Sports and working Super Bowl experience every year um, that I was a student. So I would miss the first two weeks of every semester to go work Super Bowl, and it was great. And I've learned so much from that experience, and like all the people that I've met there have really helped shape me into like who I am today. Yeah, I wish I could have been at a Super Bowl, that's for sure. <laughs> but yeah, that's definitely quite a bit of experience in your repertoire. That For those that have not known me, the, some of the work that I have done, I've done public address announcing at Essexville-Garber High School, which was my high school for, geez, 13 years now. My first, exper- my first job was in seventh grade. In fact, the last show I did with Kirk Ross, Kirk Ross was the guy that I took over for doing the Essexville Jaguars community ed football. And, in fact, at my first my first gig, Trenton Robinson was in the booth, and he was a senior at Bay City Central. And I always like to tell people I tried to get him to go to the University of Michigan, as I'm a Michigan man. Well, he went to Michigan State, and he was the part of the only class that has swept Michigan in football. So that's how that story went. But that that first inspiration there kind of helped me um, keep going. And Essexville-Garber, I was able to do that for 13 seasons, doing football and basketball, as well as the Delta Collegiate um, School Newspaper. I wrote that for the basketball portion of the winter semester. I also did uh, the Garber Dimension my senior year of high school. I've also done some writing for a little group called Pick 6 Magazine, which is now no longer in existence. I've done work for the Scorecrow which they have now merged with uh, Talk Primetime Sports. So I've definitely done a lot of things in the, definitely have a lot of tools in the in the toolbox, that is, and you have those as well. So that's that's one thing at least I have to say about for, for people that want to get into sports is that it's, it's not, no one job is going to get you there. You have to take any job you can get. And of course this podcast is another one that, I've kind of taken as more of a freelance that I've done for three or four years now, and it's gotten me a gig in news. So, and just just about anything that you want to do, go take, go do it because at some point you're gonna have to go back and use some of that at some point, or at least use the experience for your next thing. So, moving on to a little sports talk here, um, NFL. Your which your if I'm not mistaken, your last position was with the Colts. Was that correct? Well, I had accepted a position with them, but um, unfortunately, due to COVID, start date continued to get pushed back, and then just eventually the position was eliminated before I could start. So, Yeah, in fact, I, I on Teamwork Online, I had made quite a few applications with the Detroit Tigers, and I had found out, through not through an email, that, yeah, those positions weren't going to be filled due to COVID. So, NFL is... Is there going to be a season? I mean, this is, it's hard to figure out. They want to have a season. Training camp is about to start. But will the player, are, are the players in support of this? Are we going to have a season? What are your thoughts? 
No, that's a great question, and I honestly don't know. Um, obviously, from a fan perspective, I hope a season goes forward. Um, being involved with Super Bowl the past few years, I would really like that process to go forward as well. I think NFL fans are fantastic, and they just have a lot of, I don't know, just a lot of spirit in supporting their teams, etc. But realistically, I think it's going to be difficult for NFL teams to go forward, especially if they do any sort of limited capacity or if they're not in a bubble. I think right now we're seeing the most success. I think NWSL did a fantastic Mm. job with their bubble. And I think the NHL is doing a really good job with their bubble. NBA, there's there's been a little up and down there. Um, definitely probably the most talked about bubble. And yes. obviously that we see with MLB, that cases are still popping up. Unfortunately, I hope they can continue with their season. But, I mean, we don't even know about that. And I think that's going to play a role. I think NCAA's announcement of what they're doing going forward is going to play or will how the NFL decides their season. Yeah, and and one thing is about MLB and NFL is that there are so many people involved in one team that it's very hard to to do a bubble because the MLB you have a 30-man roster plus coaches and staff. The NFL you have a 52-man 53-man, excuse me, 53-man roster plus coaches and staff. And putting them all in one bubble, oh, that would, I don't know if it'd work, but for NHL, you have roughly 20, I would say, 20 plus coaches and staff, so that's kind of pushing it, but you have two different bubbles for NHL. NBA, you have probably 20 people tops in the organization, so you can do one bubble in there. It's it's more of an amount of people perspective in, in my mind, so NFL, I... I'm honestly gonna, I'm honestly gonna say they're not gonna have a season. They're gonna try. They're gonna give it the old college try, but I, I would be very surprised if I were to be coming on with a Lions Week One preview against Chicago in three weeks' time. Honestly. Yeah, I think it's gonna be difficult just because of like how high contact they are. Um, I think that's really what it comes down to. We've seen. Some players already announced that they're not going to be playing the season, and I think more will probably follow suit. If an NFL season does happen, it's definitely not going to be your typical NFL season. Right, and one one player to watch, I think, is Von Miller to see if he decides to play or not. He wants to play, but it's but it's because Von Miller has asthma and he contracted the coronavirus back in May, I believe. So if if he doesn't play, that I think that will send a huge message to the rest of the rest of the league, saying probably not a good idea. If he wants to play, maybe the NFL says let's forge ahead because he's and there there of course are other players in the NFL that are that if contracted could be very symptomatic and sadly may pass. But Von Miller was the one that stuck out in my head that if he plays, I think the league plays. If not. If then not, because he was the one that was probably most exposed to this virus throughout this pandemic. Yeah, that's a very good point. I honestly completely forgot that he had uh, <laughs> contracted COVID. So, yeah, I think that's gonna that's gonna change things and how other players are reacting. I mean, I'm sure that some NFL players have 
underlying conditions that a lot of people don't know about. So seeing that and yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm just kind of waiting it out and see what happens. Like I said, I really hope there's a season. Um, Mm -hmm. But, but realistically, who, who knows? Honestly, it's 2020. Who knows what happens at this point? Yeah. We, we've seen the memes, my plans, and 2020. <laughs> Pretty much. So, we kind of, yeah. yeah, kind of answered this question already, but I'll ask it again besides the point. MLB, will they finish? Um, I hope so. <laughs> uh, I think so. I think right now it's looking okay. I mean, it's not okay, but they're, right. they're chugging along. I think they want to get it done. I think they want the full season, but who knows? Fingers crossed at this point. I really hope that their season plays out just because, like, personally, I miss baseball. I'm also a Tigers fan, so the Tigers are, like, actually doing decent right now, so really fingers crossed there, but who knows? Like I said, it's 2020. We don't know what's going to happen. I'm just, I can't predict the future anymore. (laughs) Well, welcome to the welcome to the Tigers fan club. So, <laughs> did not know that you were a Tigers fan before you had said that. I my thought was from um, because you had been in Minnesota so long that you were a Twins fan, which I've no, which I do know Audra Martin from the Twins. So I I know some Twins people, but welcome to the Tigers fan club. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate it. Been in it for a long time. A lot of ups and downs. Oh yeah, a lot of disappointments being so close to that World Series and only winning one game in two World Series appearances under Jim Leland. Yeah. It's uh, just up and down. It's okay. We're rebuilding. There there we go. And yeah, as far as my thoughts on MLB goes, if we get past this initial wave and nothing else happens, they should finish, but it 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 concerns me. Detroit have 33 games now having been postponed league-wide due to COVID concerns in two weeks, two and a half weeks of MLB. That, eek, I, <laughs> I'm, you can tell I'm not optimistic, but we will see. As yeah. Our plans versus 2020, a big we'll see. <laughs> Which... A lot of times means no if you in kid talk, but we'll see. <laughs> That's very true. So we've both had a lot of different sports slash news type jobs. So now my question for you is: advice for uh, aspiring people that want to work in sports that are listening to this show and want to kind of join the sports force and sports world. What do you have any advice for them? Yeah. First off, never be afraid to reach out to anybody. The sports industry has some of the nicest, kindest people ever. There's been so many people that I've reached out to and talked with that, honestly, I'm surprised like that they responded back to me. I guess like the worst answer you're ever going to get in life is either no or just not a response. Um, so never be afraid to try and reach out. And like Personally, I'm always trying to help people in the industry. Um, and like kind of following suit with that too. It's like, don't be afraid to try new things. Uh, going into school, I was dead set on marketing and I just wanted to do like marketing and sponsorships and all that stuff. And I just, I really found a love with social media and more of the communication side of things. So I think trying a lot of different aspects of the sports industry 
is going to get you a better, a, like a better view of how it works as a whole. And then it will also help you kind of decide like where your passions are. Yes. And during, and during this pandemic, um, one of these surprises I thought that of, of at least on my end was that I was able to get a podcast in with a Stormy Bonatoni from the Vegas Golden Knights. I re- had reached out to her over LinkedIn thinking, well, we'll see if something happens. And she responded, and when the pandemic hit, we did a 50-minute show. So I was like, well, yeah, uh, supplementing your point, you never know what's going to happen. Don't be afraid to reach out. And I haven't been afraid to reach out to people, and here we are. At the age of 25, myself working in news, and hopefully once this all blows over, we get back into sports. So yes, very good advice. Um, I would I would kind of second that. Don't be afraid to reach out, try new things, and you know just have fun with it, because that's what life is really all about. Is fun. It's not so much. People are really hard on themselves, and I I'm one of them, because before this pandemic hit, I thought geez, if I don't get back into sports before baseball season starts, I don't know if I'm going to come back for a while. And then the pandemic hit, and I'm like, well, just about every sports person in, or aspiring sports person is in my in my neck of the woods right now, <laughs> all looking for yeah. work. So just appreciate the ride and sit back and just do the news for now. <laughs> That's a very good point. Um Throughout school, I was extremely hard on myself, and I always pushed myself. I've always had a very competitive nature, and I've really pushed myself to push myself into burnout for a a little bit, and I think after that, taking a step back, and COVID hitting has almost been like a blessing in disguise. I wouldn't have probably started Support Women in Sports without COVID happening, so I think that's a really good point. And just like enjoying the ride and you're not going to get every internship or job that you apply for. And that's okay because this industry moves so fast that that something is going to pop up next week that you might want to take instead. So I think just like being aware, like everything that's going on in the industry and just being tuned in is really important. And then also taking time and connecting with others and like really making sure whatever you're doing is best for you. That's that's true. It's and we get we we get this question all the time from our parents when you're a kid, what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, we have something in mind right away like in Sid's case it was marketing. For me it was actually music. Well, I picked up the trombone in 6th grade and I thought, "You know what? I want to play. You know what? Why want to go into music?" And then of course I got the joke, "You want it? You want fries with that?" And so of course, Diane Ross, who is um, Kirk Ross's mom, uh, who we talked about earlier, uh, heard my voice, and in seventh grade, or when I went into seventh grade, said, "You want to do the Essexville Jaguars?" And I said, "Sure." And once I got into the stadium, once I started talking over the PA, I'm like, "This is what I want to do. <laughs> this is yeah. exciting." Yeah, and that's yeah, like you never know, like if you're going to like something or not, unless you try it. Uh, I think that's something that I've learned. For example, like I've picked up a lot of content creation 
Um, within the past year, I never expected me myself to be good at graphic design or photography, but it's something that I enjoy doing, and it's now one of my favorite parts of my job. There we go. So, yeah, you, you just never know. And when I started basketball when I was in, let's see, when I was a sophomore in high school, my first time doing a basketball game, I got in the stadium and like, yep, this is, I, I'm set. This is what I, this is what I want to do. Now, not exactly doing it for high school, but doing it for a professional career, obviously. But once I got in, I'm like, yep, I think I've got it now. I think music, music is fun, but sports is where I'm at. Sports is where I should be. And tried to build that into a career and we're we're all sidelined by a pandemic but that just gets me that little bit of experience that just about every resume asks i'm sure we've seen yeah. that i'm sure we've seen the meme with the um little kids wearing construction hats and the older guy job that requires you to have 15 years of experience before age 30 or something like that <laughs> yeah yeah it's funny i've definitely like i'm back on that job hunt um since my my position unfortunately ended but it's just really funny like what some positions require and it's like that's my other piece of advice like never be afraid to apply for a job that you like want I think there's a lot of kind of like filler qualifications and a lot of job applications and it it gets to a point where I really just kind of read the main the main bullets and from there I'm just like yeah I'm gonna apply like I feel confident in that and if you you don't have five years of experience, but you have three or four and you had a lot of really good um, experiences and ideas and you can back that up, apply for it. Like just never be afraid to apply something that you believe that you're qualified for. And I'll supplement that with, um, let's see, last month actually, I applied for a job as a news producer in Grand Rapids, Michigan that is, that required one to three years of news experience. I had less than eight months under my belt. I applied for the job and got an interview. There you go. Now, yeah, like, you never know. And I think, too, like, the industry is so tight-knit that if you know somebody, like, remotely connected to the position, like, reach out, and they'll probably be able to um, help you find somebody who's either a hiring manager of that position or really close to somebody who is in that hiring process. So I think... That's something, too, about just being tuned into the industry. I've scheduled more interviews via Twitter DMs than I have actual, like, applications. So I think that's really interesting, too, and just seeing how, like, social media is a tool, really, for, like, resume building as well. Sliding it into the DMs for the right reason, that is. <laughs> yes, exactly. Cause I, cause I'm certain, and I won't, I won't go into this too much, but I'm certain you have had people slide it into your DMs for the wrong reason. Am I correct? Yeah, I mean, not too often, which is good. I mean, I kind of have, have my DMs like the little request or something, and if I just yeah. see it's like a random request, I just like delete it usually. So, um, yeah, I think. Unfortunately, in the sports industry, like, some people, I always get those texts where it's like, hey, like, do you have free tickets to this? It's like, no, like, I don't have that power, but thanks for asking. I don't know. There's just, like, a lot of weird things that people think that you have power or control over in sports, but you really don't have any. Yes, and I I do remember um, Kelsey Wingert, who used to work for the Braves at Fox Sports South, uh, had tweeted about, oh, 
you know, there's a line of professionalism that you can't cross. And for her, that line was people were asking her to get things signed by um, Nick Marcakis or Ronald Acuna Jr., etc. And it's like, no, I can't do that. Exactly. And people just, like, don't understand that. It's like, oh, you work in sports, so you must you must know everybody. No, that's that's not true. It's like, I'm doing my job. Like, it's interesting, too, because, like, working in sports and having a career in sports has really changed, like, the way I view watching um, sports, for example. Like, mm-hmm. I'll be sitting watching a game. I'll be like, oh, like, that's an interesting way to, like, integrate this sponsor. And, like, oh, that's an interesting way uh, to like market this like I see the business side of sports more now than I almost see like teams and, and players like I don't care about the players I mean I care about players but like when I'm watching a game sometimes I'm like oh I don't really care who scored like 12 points it's more important to me like how the game is functioning and running from like a, a marketing and event side so I think that's interesting like how my mind pays attention to that more than like a lot of fans would Jim Gleason, my old broadcasting teacher at Delta College, had said, once you learn the news and TV and camera work and all that, broadcasting is ruined for you. And that has never been more true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily like sports are ruined for me. It's just like you you see it at a different angle. Right. And you see it at a lot more angles, too. It's, It's not focusing on the back and forth of play. It's... It's everything around it. It's like, oh, like, what is the coaching staff doing? Like, wonder how the scouts feel about this, et cetera. So, I don't know. It's just interesting to see how you can see sports from so many different angles and perspectives. And also, like, with teams and stuff now, it's like, oh, like, I know so-and-so who does this for whatever team and kind of looking into, like, how they're doing a good job, too. Right, uh, or 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 if you're me, I, I wonder is Russell Westbrook e- eating some type of snack on the sidelines, wearing some weird outfit like in, in a lot of the gifts that you'd see. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would be looking for is the weird, and of course the people I know like of before watching the Cubs, sometimes NBCSN. Hey, there's Kelly, or watching the Lions. Hey, there's Tori. You know, <laughs> something like that. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Or at least for me, I know a lot of the Fox Sports Detroit people, John Keating, let's see, Mickey York, Trevor Thompson, Craig Monroe, Johnny Kane. So getting to know a lot of them is great too. So so very good conversation, definitely, about sport women in sports. It really turned more into more into advice for people that want to work in sports, but definitely a great conversation nonetheless. So... The famed final question I have for you, and I ask all my guests, is anything else you have to add to this wonderful Tom Green podcast? Uh, not much. Just for everybody out there, like, keep being positive people, and obviously we've lived through 2020 and you don't know what life is going to throw at you. So just keeping your head up and trusting the process and keep pursuing dreams and other projects that interest you. Very good, very good. So, that was a very good conversation. She is Sid Large, and like I said, I'm large, but she's in charge. And this has been the Tom Green Podcast.